Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? It's the LWL from the 336. No, I'm joking. I'm sorry. I'm way too hype about a bad loss for us tonight. Joining us, as always, it's rocking the Carolinas. Thank you for joining us here. Join us, as always. I'm Lee Clark. Not yeah, Mr. LWL. Somewhat. <laughs> joining me, as always, Mr. Zach Martin. And also... A long time throwback here since the first episode. I haven't been on since the first episode, I believe. But join us again tonight is Lauren Moore. How are y'all doing tonight? Doing all right, Lee. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you, Zach? We may have lost him. Yeah, I think we lost him. It's okay. He'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah. How are you? Uh, you know, it's not a good, not a good start. Not a good start. You know, it's a bad start to the show. Know. There, <laughs> it's a bad game tonight. Coming off a big win streak, coming into a really tough game against the Blues, and we really just looked like a team that wasn't prepared to show up. You know, yeah. we looked really lackluster. And Lee, I gotta. I don't think it was Darling tonight. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I think Darling played awesome tonight. I actually say no. I say to the agree. Yes, but also, hey. <laughs> yo, what's up? What's up? Yeah, sorry about that, but no, Warren. I understand. I, I get what you're saying, and honestly, I want to say no to that because I think Scott Darling, that five hole goal was complete crap. He should have saved that. And I don't know, like he he gave up two goals really early in the first two periods. Yeah, you could say the defense kind of went lackluster on him, but I'm still not impressed by Darling. I don't think he played phenomenal. I don't think he played even great. I just I still think there's something in his head that's making him not play work. He's earned the four million dollars. I, mean, I agree with what you're saying for the most part, but I can't say that he played great tonight. That's just me. <laughs> There's my intro to the show. What's up? <laughs> I think that I mean I just I mean I've compared to the the other teams that he's played. You're right. He has given the five holes a lot. I, honestly, in my opinion, I'm kind of past that. It's one of those he's going to give those up. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm past that. I, I just kind of I'm looking at the rest if that makes sense, and I think. I mean, Ward even gives up goals. So it's not like if you give up two goals, you're the worst goalie in history either. You know what I'm saying? So I just I think he's been pretty good tonight. I, I think it was more of the team on this aspect tonight than it was the goalie, if you could say. No, uh, not, I disagree. Not Ward could have done a better job, but um, I mean, you know, but you can't play Ward all the time either. You we've seen what that does. We can't play for it all the time. I mean, 
There's no problem with starting Darling tonight. No, there's no problem with starting Darling tonight, but I disagree with you, Lauren. And I somewhat agree with you, Zach, on the fact that I don't think Darling played that phenomenal. Like I said plenty of times, there's the difference between Cam Ward and Scott Darling is Cam Ward makes the saves that he has to make to keep you in the game. Like those key saves, the ones you look back to and go, that's what kept this team in the game, and this is what gave the team a shot to win. And Darling has not done that. You can look at that first goal. Yeah, a little bit of defensive breakdown led to the defenseman being able to come in, walk in off the point, and have that shot. But, you know, that we had a similar play to that not even a minute later on their side, and Hutton made the save. That's the save you, you, you know, that's the save you look on, you got to make. It builds confidence right from the get-go. And then giving up a goal like that, bam, it killed the team. You can see that. It's like what little spark we had as a team kind of died right there. It was a very lackluster first period. And then you give up. The second goal, can't really fault that two-on-one. You know, you got to take your guess either way. You know, you might make the save, you might not. You know, can't fault Darling at all on that one. Well, I was third goal so the completely second. Darling's fault. Darling's fault was completely the third goal was completely Darling's fault. Five hole, and that's exactly a save that you need to make to keep your team in the game. An easy save. And another problem I have with Darling in this game is his rebound control is beyond awful. I thought maybe this time he'd be able to work on it. It's even worse. He's given up way too many juicy rebounds in right in in perfect positions, and we're happen to be lucky enough at times to be able to have a player there that's able to get a stick on it. See, that's kind of where I was disagreeing with you a little bit. I was kind of liking his rebounds, and I guess for this game, I wasn't really comparing him to Ward. I guess I'm comparing him to other games he's played. I mean, because Darling and Ward are just just two different players. I mean. Just they're night and day. I mean, you know, um, they would obviously Ward's better. I mean, but and I like, but I'm not a Darling hater either. I mean, I like Darling. I think I just comparing him to what he has done the past few games. I, I just I actually thought he was just doing better this, this game. Is that um, your thoughts? Oh. <sighs> Honestly, the only thing I can say is that the first goal, yeah, you should have stopped that. The second one, you can you can honestly blame Falk because I don't know why he's going for a check on a guy on the boards when it's only him and Dahlbeck back. And Tripp even said it too. We do have three guys. We have three forwards on or farther up past the dots near the goal. You can't cheat like that. That like what Falk did. He's trying to put the body on someone, but look what happened though. The guy got the puck out. Yeah. And look what happened. We had a two on one against Dahlbeck, and Dahlbeck could do the best he did, and I don't know who, I don't know who came back to try to stop it, but one of the forwards came back, tried to stop the play from happening, but it's just unfortunate it just didn't work out, so I honestly blame Falk for the second goal, because I don't know why he's trying to cheat and hit a player on a board when he should have realized, oh no, all of our guys are too far forward, they have three coming up, and it's just us two. You don't take that chance to try to hit someone like that, yeah. so... But then the third goal, yeah, you don't give up another five-hole. I mean, I know some fans are going to are coming to expect that that's going to happen. So I don't think we should settle for that. I think we should be like we should be getting on Darling for it's like, dude, you should never give up all these five-holes. It's like it's just ridiculous. It's 
it is great to see for the fact that we're seeing multiple five-hole goals he's given up. And I agree with Lee. His rebound control is just atrocious. I don't know how he – it's like the only, the only thing of – the only fire I saw in him tonight was when he snapped his stick in half because it got broke from the, from the play earlier. That's the only thing I saw fire out of him was when he snapped it. So I'm still not impressed by, uh, by Darling. I'm still not going to be impressed with him until he starts stringing some wins together. And st- it actually starts playing well and actually is not giving up rebounds and five-hole goals and letting them score twice, 42 and 43 seconds into the, into the periods. You don't do that. You don't put your team behind that early and make them work. And I have to, I have to give credit to the team for actually the fact that, and I know we'll talk about this in a little bit with our analysis of the game, but our, our offense, good thing we didn't quit. We erased that two goal deficit, but we shouldn't have even been in that two goal deficit to begin with. I mean, they're playing on the back to back as well, but like I said, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But for me, I'm just I'm I'm still, the jury's still out on Darling, but I'm not I'm not really big big on him right now. I mean, I'm not I don't hate on him. I'm giving him because I've always said to give him the chance, but he's really got to start stepping up when 2018 rolls around. He's got to get better, and that's my opinion. I don't necessarily disagree with you there when you know your weakness is five holes, work on your five holes. I mean, you know, I mean, and obviously he's not then. Um, you know, so I don't disagree with you there. But, I mean, it, but, again, I, I just I don't think it all falls on his shoulders. I don't. I think, you know, I mean, and it's certainly not his quote-unquote job to get the team high. But it's our <laughs> – to captain's job. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and this leads in perfectly to a new segment I want to dub in for our post-game shows and some of our two-hour shows that we're going to do down the line. And I know I'm going to catch y'all both off guard with this, but it's cool because it's going to make y'all think on y'all's feet. We're going to introduce a new segment here on Rockin' New Carolina. It's called Dud of the Game. And basically, you know, every time we lose, we're going to pick one player and basically call them out and why we think they didn't play well and if they may have cost us a game. So first I'm going to give my player, and it's going to be a player that most people don't think. You know, I'm not going to pick, you know, Falk or someone. You know, I'm going to save that for Zach and Lauren if they want to choose. But I'm going to pick a guy that just, you know, really just did not impress me at all tonight, and that's Jeff Skinner. As a guy that I picked as a player to watch in the pregame show, Jeff Skinner was just awful tonight. In fact, he registered zeros on everything except for hits. He got one hit tonight. You know, he was even and plus and minus in this game, but nothing else. Just one hit. No, my bad, bad. One shot on goal. No hits, no nothing. Just one shot on goal. No blocks, nothing. No points. Player to watch, and he dudded out. That's that's my dud of the game. Evan, who would you go for your dud of the game? And then, Lauren, who would your dud be? Sorry, who? Evan. Time out. Do we have another? I mean, already? I'm I sorry, Zach. <laughs> I, I thought Evan – I forgot. Evan said he was going to join us, but he's not able to right now, but he's going to be joining us later. Sorry, Zach. I was going to say, like, we yeah, got so we got, many got people, I lose host. my mind. Gosh, I know we were going – I thought we had a ghost host for a second. I'm like, geez, well, who invited the ghost I know, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you're Evan now, and now, now Evan's Zach. Dang it. Uh, no, it's all good. But I actually, 
I'm actually going to go with someone that you actually mentioned, and it is going to be Justin Falk as my dad of the game, because I mentioned it earlier. Why in the world would you go and try to put a hit on someone when you see three guys coming at you and everyone else is by the, everyone else is by the goal? You don't do that. You are, a, you are a co-captain. You should be able to read a play better than that. He read it wrong. He gave the Blues a 2-1-1 on Dahlbeck. And Dahlbeck tried to do as best as he could to save it. And actually, like I said, I don't know who, what forward came back and tried to save us, but it shouldn't have been on those two. Falk should have went back. He, they would have been given that entire 2-on-1 if he actually did his job, saw what he was supposed to be doing, and stopping that play from happening. So, and, and that makes me wonder, how has this guy been a three-time all-star for, for our team if he's making plays like that? You don't do that as a co-captain of a three-time all-star when you read a play that bad, try to put a hit on someone, and now you set your team up for a 2-on-1 and, making, and leaving Darling and Dahl back out to drive. That's my dad of the game. Justin Falk, our quote-unquote co-captain. You know, okay, I, I've been no time over here thinking, and I don't really have one person. I, I don't, nobody really shines tonight, if you want me to be honest. And I don't, it was just, it was a whole Outshined game. Outshined the dudness. Dull watching. Yeah, the whole game was a good. It was just a dull game, I hate to say it. There was nothing really exciting about it. Nothing, you know what I'm saying? I don't um, know if it was just zero. Attitudes, what? I don't know. So you should basically uh, go with uh, the whole team as a dub. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I'm going to say this, that could, that, that's, just, Hey, that's just as good as anything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I'm gonna say this though, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm gonna throw against what everybody's been saying. Did uh, Peters change up a line during the middle of the game? You yeah, change he up did, many yeah, lines. He, oh yeah, he was Holy hell, are we actually changing things? Are we, you know, making some changes we possibly need to be? Zach, your your thoughts on the I know you saw that too, uh the lines. Def, you know, Lauren's like, Can can you believe it? Can you believe that Peters has changed up the lines? What did you see about the lines? Um and what did you think about Peters changing the lines and I'll give my input and then we'll go back to Lauren for her rebuttal. Yeah. Well I, well before I do that though, I do want to say I wanna say because I know Lauren said the the game wasn't really exciting. For me, I think it was fantastic how the second period we turned around and got two goals to tie the game back up. And the fact that Lucas Walmer got his first goal, and Derek Ryan scored his second goal in, the, in, in as many days. So I understand what she's saying. That it wasn't a fantastic game for the most part, but with those two goals for us to come back like that, and to see Ryan and Walmart score, I think that was I think that was awesome to see. But if we're talking about what Peters did tonight, yeah, I was actually kind of shocked for once that we didn't stick with the same line and we changed it up a little bit. Because I know at one point. It was like Walmart, Aho, and you know, like Skinner together at some point. I don't know. It was just a weird. It was a yeah, it was weird up. how they set those lineups. It was just. It was just a weird. It was interesting how he was switching the lines up, and he took like stall off the first line, inserted Rask, and it was just like out. Oh, it was. I was mind boggled. So I'm like, okay, so what are the actual lines for this team right now? Because I don't know because they're just so over the board. 
I mean, it was great to see there were changes things, but it was really confusing because you didn't know who was playing with who at some points because they were all just mingled and every line was somewhat different because depending on the situations, I mean, I mean, it's great to see that we were changing the lines up for once in the middle of the game instead of sticking with them. But at the same time, I'm like, um, who's really with who now? <laughs> who's confusing who was, who was out there at some points? I mean, yeah, if you, if yeah it's, it's good to see that we made those changes. Um, but at I the same time, yeah, we needed to. And I think Peters was looking for any kind of spark. And I have to agree with a little bit with Lauren said. It was kind of a dull game. It was a very game, a game like I really thought it would be a yeah, neutral zone game. It was kind of dull. It wasn't too exciting. Um, yeah, we did, you know, score two goals in a second to come back, which made it a little bit more exciting. But, I mean, it, it was just a – it was not a high-energy game. You can probably blame that from it being a back-to-back from both teams. But the line changes, to me, uh, were interesting. You know, the one with uh, when he put uh, Walmart up there and Walmart got the goal, his first goal uh, in the NHL after nine games. You know, he played, He did play eight games last season with us and registered two assists last season. So it wasn't his first point, but it was his first goal tonight. Um, that was interesting, but I think right after we made those changes, we it gave us a little spark, but the spark quickly died. And I then he went back to original lines there towards the end of the game, about five minutes to go. He went back towards the original TSA, every, everything else line. Um, he was looking, I think he was looking for a spark, but I don't think it was – it worked for – a a couple minutes, but it didn't work in the long run. And I think it ended up hurting us in the long run because I think if we were able, if we would have, you know, used that little mix-up to send a message there right then, maybe for a shift or two on each line, get everybody's head back into it, go back to the normal lines, we might have tied that game up in the third. Lauren, your thoughts? Uh, We know the TSA line is strong. We know it does work. Uh, but I'm not against putting Walmart in there. I, I kind of would like to experiment with that a little bit more and kind of see how that could play out. Um, cause that, so that's why, I was, like I said, I was actually excited to see that he was willing to do that and make that change. I wonder, and I have to say, and I'm kind of pushing this topic a little further, but I wonder if that's possibly an upper management kind of knock on your shoulder, you know, knock on the door kind of thing makes me wonder since, you know, recently we did just get a new owner and all that. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think, I think it does. We did get a little bit of shakeup. It did give us a little bit of shakeup. We had, I'll say this, we had an exciting 10, 15 minutes, but a dull game. That's how I feel. Zach, your thoughts. On uh, for the fact of what we were talking about with the with the game with the, with the lines and stuff. Yeah, just uh, just to wrap up your thoughts on uh, any rebuttals to what we said or anything. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I mean, the, I mean, the CSA lines been working really well for us, and I think that's a line that has been solid. And I'm I'm, I'm glad to see we went we went back to that line and shook the other lines up. I mean, I think the TSA line is right now the one line that, is, that does not need to be fixed. I mean, they've been clicking all year. There's something that's been solid. So I think if we want to switch lines up, switch the, 
switch the bottom nine up. Switch those guys up. You know, maybe do, you know, Derek Ryan with Skinner and Lindholm or do, I don't know, some, something to switch up a little bit because it seems like the bottom six hasn't really been, besides Derek Ryan, I'm really not seeing the bottom six really wow me as a, as a Canes fan. So I think if we want to do something about if we want to get solid on all four lines, maybe switch the bottom nine around, you know, t- lines two through four. See what works. See who see who clicks together. I mean, if we can get if we can get Jeff Skinner scoring again with Derek Ryan on the line together, I think that, that actually might help because obviously Rask isn't doing it, Lindholm isn't doing it, or Justin Williams isn't doing it because for some reason, no matter who we have paired with Skinner, Skinner just disappears and he's so streaky. I love Skinner. I mean, I just got I just got Skinner's jersey from last year, but he's the most streaky guy I know on our team. And if if I think we need to shake it up where we put, you know, someone with him, maybe maybe that will help. Maybe some Derek Ryan scoring mojo will rub off on Skinner. Maybe he'll start putting some pucks in the net. I mean, that's just my opinion. Derek Ryan's a blonde squirrel finding the nut right now. That's what Derek Ryan is. He's just the guy in the right place at the right time. I'm not big on Derek Ryan, and I'll admit that. I like him, but I'm not oh, huge blasphemy. on him. But blasphemy. He's sir. How playing you, you better right call, now. You better ever since I called him show. out tonight, ever since I called him out the last show, what was it, two shows ago, three shows ago, in the pregame show on his birthday, I called him out, and he scored, and he scores again tonight. It's like he just wants to prove me wrong, and that's fine. But Derek Ryan, it's he's just the third or fourth line guy on most teams. You know, he's just yeah, having you, a good you, streak right now. You better hope Colin Jones doesn't hear that comment. He's going to get on you because that's his voice. You better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I'm, I'm he's going to rip you. I do want to hear that one. <laughs> I'm shaking in me boots. Oh, and I ain't even got normal. any boots. But okay, okay. Let's let's change it up a little bit. Let, let's talk some brighter things in the NHL a little bit um, to change the flow of the show a little bit. Uh, Gary Bettman did an interview earlier today talking about overtime in hockey, and there was oh, a question yeah. that was brought to him that would we ever see three on three OT in the playoffs? And Gary Bettman says, basically was like, hell no. We ain't never seen that. <laughs> you know, while I think that would be insanely cool, I would never want the playoffs to be like that. I don't like it as it is right now. I think they should change it a little bit right now because I don't like shootouts. So we'll talk a little bit about overtimes and shootouts here and y'all's opinions on everything. Give my opinion real quick. I think it, they should just do what we all. If you're going to do three on three, they need to do it at least ten minutes. If you do it ten minutes, someone's going to score. Yeah. With the players out there, someone's going to score in ten minutes. That wipes out shootouts. And if you happen to do it, I'd like to see them maybe go to like a soccer style system or something. Do three, two, one. Like you win it in regulation, three points. You win it in overtime, two points. And if there is happen to be a shootout, you only get one point, no matter what. Even if you win yeah. the shootout. If it goes to a shootout, you know, you don't get rewarded for going to a shootout. Too many teams are doing that nowadays in the three-on-three. Three. I like the three-on-three. Three. It opens things up. 
I would never like to see it in playoffs because there is nothing like playoff five-on-five, playoff hockey, go until someone scores, staying up till 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, sometimes here on the East Coast, especially for West Coast games, that go into multiple overtimes. There's nothing like it. And I was with my buddy the other day. It was the Rangers-Capitals game. And I, we were watching the game, and it had a, a real playoff feel to it. I mean, it went into overtime 0-0. You know, no one scored and ended up going into a shootout. And I hated it. I didn't want to see that type that game where both teams played so well, such an even game. You know, they both made mistakes. I never want to see it go into a shootout. What are uh, Zach will get you first and then we'll get Lauren. What are your opinions on shootouts and how overtime should go and what Bettman's statement saying, you know, we'll never see three on three at overtime in playoffs? You don't really hear me say this very much about Gary Bettman. I think he's honestly right. I think three on three should stay. I'm fine with three on three. I think it's a good concept. I think it makes it interesting for the regular season. But we're, that should never do because I'm old school. I mean, cause I, because I'm, from, I'm a 90s kid. I'm used to, you know, five on five, play until you score, you know, five, four, five overtimes. You know, old school style hockey, and I think that's I think that's pretty smart by him. I mean, yeah, we switched up the overtime a little bit in the regular season. Now it's there on three, but no, I don't I don't think there on three should be part of the playoffs. I really don't think so. And honestly, I'd say get rid of shootouts entirely. I think regular season. I think you should like I I I think we should do either a ten minute or a twenty minute overtime, three on three, and. If you, if you if and if you can't do it that way, then yeah, fine. Let's go to a shootout. But if you give maybe like a ten minute, if you give it a ten minute overtime, three on three, yeah, someone's gonna score. And then if they have to go to a shootout, if need be. But I would I wish we get rid of the shootout. I don't find. I mean, some people might like it because of the dangles and the you know the silky mitt shots. But a zero-zero game like it was the Rangers and Caps the other night, that game should never have ended in a shootout. That should that should have been consistent, consistent overtime, three on three until someone has scored. I, I mean, I'm 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 okay with Gary Bettman saying that the three on three is never going to touch the playoffs, and it shouldn't. It should be five on five. I think that's probably one of the smartest ideas he's come up with in the last I don't know how long. Besides granting Seattle a chance to get an expansion team. But that's probably another topic for another show. But I'm I, I'm glad that he's saying no to the three on three in the playoffs. It shouldn't be. I think it should still be five on five. All right, Lauren, your thoughts? I I, I definitely agree. I th- well, I, and I think even just a regulation um, that three on three is just you don't have enough for defense. You don't you know you don't. You just don't have enough players on the ice, period. I think a minimum you should do four-on-four. I do think five minutes is too short. Minimum give everybody, you know, giving you guys ten. Like you said, somebody's going to score in ten minutes. I'm not against shootout, but we suck at it, so I hate it every damn time we go to it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You, you, you are right I mean, about you, that. You, you, you know you're hanging your head when we're going to shootout, and I hate to say it that way. But... 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, shootouts. Yeah. We had been good. I actually predicted a shootout tonight, and it didn't happen. But I did get the score actually right. I did predict correctly three to two Blues. But I did say it was going to be an overtime or a shootout. It didn't happen that way. It sucks. But oh well, you know, some we can't win every game, and we got to move forward. But um. Nice. The, the whole overtime thing, I think it's getting really blown out of proportion lately. I, it, I think it really depends on – I don't think we'll see any change to it at all until the next lockout because there's going to be another lockout. Sadly. Oh, my gosh. I honestly fully believe there's going to be another lockout here. I, I think it's, what, 2021 20, really or 2022? I believe it's when it ends up, but I think there's going to be another lockout because I think the players are still getting shafted quite a bit by the owners, but I hope that's not, but I don't think that's going to happen, you know, and for the fans that don't know what a lockout is, it's where the players didn't play. A couple of years ago, we had a lockout where there wasn't agreement between the NHL and the Players Association for the players to play. He has to come to agreement there. You know, basically, the NHL is a union. All their players are a union in the Players Association. They got union laws and all that mumbo jumbo, but they sorted it out. Yeah, you know, I it costs that. us almost a year. Yeah, they almost it costs us a year of hockey, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it cost us a year back in the, uh, the year after the Lightning won, and it cost us a half a season where the Blackhawks went on that stupid run and won the Cup. Um, I think it was yeah. 15, I think. Yeah, no, 13. It was 13. But be an, I don't think we'll see any changes to OT until then, um, honestly, but I think there's going to be another lockout. I mean, I, I think the players either. are going to perform, but I hope not. But I know how I Bettman is. And finally, Bettman's getting a little bit better lately. And you mentioned exactly. Seattle. Why not? Let's talk about Seattle right now. Let's talk about okay. expansion teams. There's going to be another expansion team very soon. They accepted Seattle's bid. And I've been preaching Seattle for the longest time. If y'all happen to catch any of my shows on the Cardiac Corner, when I ran the Cardiac Corner before here, um, i I was always talking about, if we talked about expansion, I was always talking about Seattle because the instant rivalry it would create with Vancouver. That rivalry would be insane. I mean, have you seen the soccer rivalry? It's crazy. It, it put those guys on ice and put that those that fan base in the, ice, in, in the arena, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great for the league. And I love this expansion route. I think really Seattle should have gotten the first team. You know, if Seattle doesn't get it, you know, there's other teams rumored around. There's what, uh, Houston's rumored for the team. You know, Quebec, uh, Nordiques want to come back. You know, Hartford's rumored for (laughs) another team, possibly. You know, if you had to pick any team you would see, like, to have an expansion city in or expansion team, I'm going to start with Zach, then we'll go to Lauren. What team would you like to see? I I, I want to really want to see it in Seattle. What would you like to see? Honestly, I mean, I mean, for me, I think Seattle's probably the best move that the NHL can do right now because if you look at the conferences, the East is already the East is already set. 
at the teams that they're at now. And you put another team in the East, it's just going to unbalance the conferences once again. And that's not something that Gary Bettman, Gary Bettman wants to do because he wants to make sure that each conference has the same number of games, you know, same number of matchups, depending on who it is. And I think if you really look at how the conference is set up, you, all you can really do is add another team to the West. And I think Seattle is probably the best option. I know some people are like, well, I'll bring the Nordiques back or bring the Hartford. Because I see Hartford Whalers talk constantly in, you know, NHL groups. And people are talking about, oh, send the Canes back to Hartford or just bring the Hartford Whalers back. And I understand that people want to see Hartford back and the brass bananas and all that, but their arena was in a shopping mall. Hartford ain't going to do it. And you want to talk about how the Nordiques, how people in Canada, around Quebec and Montreal love their teams. Okay, well, you have it. You had Quebec, but you didn't show up. You lost your team. It, it is what it is. You can't just be like, oh, we want a team back. Okay, well, too bad. You were really bad in sentence. You were a killing team. So it's just it makes no sense, and it's just I don't see that happening. And the only team I can see that it's going to work is Seattle, and I, and I honestly hope they do, because if you look at Seattle, you can put them like you said, but you can put them in. The, they're going to be in the instant rivalry with Vancouver. You said soccer for all those people who don't really follow soccer very much. You're talking, you know, Seattle Sounders and the Portland Timbers, the Cascadia Cup. That's the most ridiculous rivalry in the MLS that you can think of, because you, you could say maybe Vancouver and, and Seattle, maybe you can say something like that, but you don't, really see, you don't really see that as much with Portland and Seattle. But if we're talking hockey, oh, my gosh, that would be an instant rivalry because they're so close together. And if they, if we follow through with Seattle, because I know they, I saw that the city is going to do a $660 million renovation at King Arena. So they want to bring back, because they want to bring back the Seattle Sonics at some point. And if they bring a Seattle team on, excuse me, I think they should do that. I think they, I think they should go through with the bids. I know they already accepted it. I think they should fully go through with it and bring back the Seattle Metropolitan because they're actually the first American team to win the NHL or the Stanley Cup back in like 19. I know we talked about it before, like 1914 or something like that. So think about how think about that. NHL. Yeah, exactly. So you really think about it. That'd be so interesting to see how that would work out with the banner raising for them, but I think you bring I think you bring back the Seattle Seattle Metropolitans, you know, bring back the Candy Cane striped jerseys or make it somewhat cool, and put them in the Pacific. You move Vegas to the Central, so that's the only team that's close enough to work in the Central because right now Colorado is the farthest west team in the Central. You have to go a little bit farther west for the for the Golden Knights, but I think it's a perfect alignment, so you would have, you know. Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Seattle, and then all the California teams in Arizona. I I think Seattle's probably the best move right now, and I, I I'm 100% on board with Seattle getting their team. I don't think any other city right now deserves a team, and I don't see the league going to any more teams unless they put it back in the East. And at that point, you can pretty much go for any city in the East Coast that might get a team. Will it happen? maybe 20 years from now, but right now, no. I think Seattle is the only team and the only city that should get a team right now because that's the only one that makes sense. And that's just okay, what I think exactly. right now. But Well, you look at you're talking about a little bit of alignment and moving teams. My my one good question, I know we're going to get Lauren lost here, and she's a little bit already lost, but it's okay. <laughs> um, 
with alignment when it comes to alignment now, my question was for the longest time is why when we had this last alignment, why wasn't Nashville put in the Eastern Conference and why was Detroit? Because to me, they them putting Detroit was giving Detroit a cakewalk to the playoffs. And I know I have a buddy out there. He may be listening. <clears throat> He's a big Detroit fan, and he may hate me for doing this. But Detroit was a team at that cast? point in time was fading. And I know Lauren likes Detroit. And she has <laughs> there. But Detroit at that time was fading. And that was like an automatic guarantee into the playoffs. At that time when this alignment happened, Detroit, you know, the Eastern Conference wasn't as strong as it is now. But why did we not put Nashville into the Eastern Conference? Because, I mean, we had to go to time zone either way going to Detroit. You can't tell me Nashville's closer to more – further away than more Eastern Conference teams than Detroit is. And can you imagine – like, you're talking about a rivalry. What would be a great rivalry? I guarantee it, if we played – each other more would be a Nashville Carolina rivalry. We really don't have a rival anymore. Ever since they did away with the old divisions and we don't have Florida and Washington really vying for the Southeast division anymore. We don't have rivals anymore. And I always thought that Nashville will be a heck of a rival for us. Is that yeah, your I thoughts? That. I would say, honestly, I would say more Nashville and Columbus are probably the bigger, bigger rivals in terms of that alignment. I know what you're saying about Carolina, and that could be another one, too. I mean, Columbus and Nashville and us in Nashville, that could work. But, yeah, that's what I always thought, too. Is It was interesting how they aligned the conferences like that, where they put Nashville in the West. And I think what they were trying to do was keep that, because it seemed like for a little while, Nashville and Chicago were kind of like going back and forth with each other. The fact that Nashville, I guess, is somewhat close to St. Louis, I'm guessing. I don't know what they were thinking about with the alignment. It, doesn't, it, still, it still blows my mind a little bit, the fact that they were trying to do it. I guess because of the fact that maybe they wanted to do, maybe in some you know conspiracy theory mindset, what if Colorado and Detroit got into a Stanley Cup final? Think how great that would be. Obviously, it's not going to happen because both teams stink <laughs> right this minute, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But, yeah, the alignment, I don't understand why Nashville was ever put in the East. It still makes no sense to me. But, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's how they have it set up. But I wish we had a rival. I don't say Nashville would be a great one. But, yeah, unfortunately, you know, since Tampa is not in our division, or in our division, Ward is not in our division. The only team that's even left is the Capitals. But they're too far away to be a rival. We don't have – I mean, if we had Atlanta, if, if the Thrasher still were an existing team, that would still be a rival. I remember, we, I remember a lot of games we played the Thrashers. That was always entertaining. Of course, they didn't last very long since they went back to Winnipeg. But – yeah, the real one with Nashville made no sense to me, but, I mean, it is what it is. And, like I said, maybe they thought at some point Detroit would make the finals against Colorado. Maybe that would be an interesting thing. I mean, I'm making a guess at this rate, but <laughs> honestly, who knows? I don't know what they were thinking about alignment, but that's my take on it, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren, would you like to have a rebuttal since we just trashed your uh, somewhat 
fandom of the Red Wings? Uh, no, no comment. Yeah, no, exactly, because yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing a demon's comments. No, well, I can't really say that. I'm know, sorry, that was honestly, over the top. <laughs> Lee, Lee, she does, she does uh, have one thing to say, though. We can get a little bit Lee, crazier. Let's run down. Okay, let's let's get a little bit back on track, everybody. I think we kind of steered off the tracks a little bit. Let's run down the NHL right now and what's going on and what happened tonight. There's not a lot of games tonight, of course. Uh, the third period just kicked off between the Kings and Canucks. Kings are on a power play, uh, tied 2-2 two to two with the Canucks. Bruins shut out the Senators 5 nothing. Panthers beat the Canadians. Canadians on our skid. Seems like uh, we just kept on uh, putting a hurt on them, and now uh, the Panthers, a yeah, team that's been struggling themselves, putting a hurt on the Canadians as well. Exactly. Capitals pulling off a good win against the Devils. Uh, division two of the top in the Metropolitan going at it tonight. Capitals pulling off the 5-2 win against Keith Kincaid, the backup goal. And now we see why they traded for Eddie Lacotaco. They gave up five goals tonight. Of course, we lost 3-2. to two. And the Predators beat up on the Wild 3 to nothing. Uh, so that's a little rundown in the NHL. Let's move to uh, – uh, uh, any. well, wait a second. Let's, before, does any of those games stand out to anybody here? You know, and, you know it was a sh- kind of a small night, but you did see two top – teams going in the division and the Capitals and the Devils. Um, I know we talked a little bit about the trade. Uh, me and Zach on the pregame show, Lauren, I know you weren't a part of us, and so I don't know if you heard about that, but I don't know if you remember Eddie Lack, who was our former goalie, got traded from the Calgary Flames to the New Jersey Devils for Dalton Prout, the defenseman from the Devils. They just put on waivers, by the way. But, uh, yeah, the to get a good win, now the Devils have a. Do you think Lack can come in there and y'all guys think Lack can come in there and right the ship in a backup goal in a row? I mean, you know, Snyder's been great for the Devils so far, but they're, you know, we all seen what Snyder does. Snyder's not going to do go on this pace for the whole season. Do you think uh, Eddie Lack was a wise move, or do you think they should stick with uh, Keith Kincaid, Zach, and then we'll go to Lauren? Well, the funny thing is, what I actually heard was that Eddie Lack's actually going to their minor league team. So, actually, the Devils just got a deaf player in goalie. So, if they bring him to the NHL, maybe over Kincaid, sure, give Lack a shot. Why not? He hasn't really done much in Calgary to begin with anyway because they're a dumpster fire that's that's up in flames. But... um. Yeah, I guess. But like I said, I saw reports that he's actually going to their minor league team in Albany. So it's really, I, I don't really see Eddie Lack doing very much in terms of maybe helping the Devils. I mean, is he better than Kincaid? I mean, time will tell. Is it a great move? I mean, if you ask Devils fans, they're not really that thrilled about it because it's like, okay, cool, we got a goalie that hasn't done well in the last five seasons. So I mean. Is he a good replacement? I have no, I have no real good say in that because Alec hasn't shown, hasn't shown that he's a good backup. He hasn't shown he's a good starter. So I mean, unless the Devils think he can do something, I guess we'll have to see. And depending on how long he stays in Albany, it'll be, it'll be something to look at. 
Okay, yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, Lauren, your thoughts on the hearing about the Eddie Like, I don't know if you really remember Eddie and what he did here, but uh, what do you think about the Devils going and getting up a possible new backup goaltender? I think they should have stayed where they were at because I don't, if I remember correctly, Like didn't do that well for us. He didn't. He no, I think the only good thing wins. he did was tacos. We can get some free tacos or cheaper yeah, he, tacos. He, 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 yeah. Yeah. He ate, he ate more tacos than he got wins, let's be honest. <laughs> I think we all do that, though. You know, we eat a lot of tacos. I love tacos. Yeah. Tacos are great. But Eddie who, who ate a little bit too many want, tacos who doesn't, down here. Who doesn't, who doesn't want tacos? My yeah, daughter. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter. This is a kid who won't eat macaroni and cheese, so. Oh, that is oh, a trend. Trend. <laughs> She is not American. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> telling you, we don't get it either. <laughs> Does she have one of them house that like open completely? Is she Canadian? No, no. like from South Park. Oh, okay. No, oh my gosh. <laughs> you're, 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 <laughs> you're, you're not my friend, guys. You're not my friend, guys. No Oh. Okay, let's get back on hockey. Oh, we got into the South Park tangent there. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Sorry about that, everybody. About that, hey, it's just having, having fun, you know, having fun and, and rocking in a new New Year's. You know, it's our last show before next season. You know, we're going to come back next season. I, you know, we'll have a show for Tuesday's game against the Capitals, and we're also planning on a two-hour show next week some point. Not sure exactly when, but let's talk some more news. Well, let's go. Let's go outside of NHL for a second. You know, we had a big game yesterday in Buffalo, New York, between the United States of America, and Canada, outdoors, America. What a game! Outdoors, the first ever outdoor World Juniors game, and what a what a game! It started off nice weather somewhat a little bit cold ice not the greatest and then all of a sudden it started snowing and it didn't quit snowing <laughs> until the overtime Thanks that's when it quit well. snowing for about for a sec for about two minutes but what a game and the u.s ended up coming back and win it in a shootout what a game to watch i know we missed some of it here me and zach doing a show the other day. We missed some of the game. Mm-hmm. I happened to get back into the game right into the shootout. But what a game for juniors and what a game for, excuse me, the whole world and especially the U.S. seeing sell out 44,000, I believe, set a new record. Yeah, 44,000. For, mm-hmm. Yeah, 44 yeah, for juniors. Like that. Yeah. Hey, that's more. Set a new hey, record for juniors. Yeah, that's yeah and, and, and the kids. bad part, these fans didn't give up. There was a wreck coming from Buff, coming from Canada and into into Buffalo. The highway that comes in, there was a wreck that blocked up the highway. There was like an hour and a half delay. It still didn't stop the fans. They still came in, even if they didn't see half the game. They still came in, had a great time. What a great game! You know, World Juniors has been absolutely phenomenal. The U.S. has already been. Stunned once, and then we come back and answer with a good win against Canada. But the whole atmosphere of that whole outdoor game, there's nothing like it. And, man, it was just great to watch. Zach, your thoughts on the outdoor game, and, Lauren, your thoughts afterwards. Um, 
game. I thought it was I thought it was very interesting to see the fact that we did an outdoors game. I do have to say that those jerseys that we wore though for the United States, oh my goodness gracious, that was, I think I think my eyes hurt a little bit when I saw those. I'm like, uh, did we realize we didn't have to dress like the Buffalo Bills? I mean, because golly, I mean, hey, you know what? There's, there's one thing I can say for Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills fans can see what it's like to fill out a stadium. They know in Buffalo can see what winning actually looks like because their sabers stink. And I don't care who gets upset about that because we all know it's true. And I feel bad for Jack Eichel because he's stuck there. But back to the game, I think, it was, I think it was entertaining. I mean, it was pretty choppy and it looked kind of like stagnant because the snow didn't help at all and the puck kept getting stuck. But, I mean, overall, I think it was a great experience. It was something that was really interesting to see. Um, Would I, I be happy to see more? Sure. Let's go for it. Let's do some more World Junior Games outdoors. And I think it would be interesting. In fact, we, got, we saw good attendance, too. So, I'm all for it. I think it's great. And I'm glad that we won. Does that mean we have a shot to go for, you know, to win the whole thing? I guess. Sure, why not? But I think it was a great experience nonetheless. And like I said, hey, at least Buffalo knows what winning looks like. Throwing shade. Shots fired. <laughs> Lauren, your thoughts? I don't know if you got to check out any of the World Juniors. I know you probably saw us blasting up about it in the group chat, but uh, your thoughts on the outdoor game and, you know, what it means to hockey to be able for America to see these young guys coming up and see the talent that we have in America and knowing that, you know, we have the Olympics coming up as well. And some of these guys might make the Olympic team possibly, you know, without NHL stars. Well, I, first I'll say this. I like the outfits. Thank you very much. Uh, but, they were um, atrocious. <laughs> they were terrible. They were the Buffalo Bills, and they were terrible. That's far as we won that It's game. like Charles – it's like, what's his name? Uh, terrible. 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 <laughs> Charles Barkley. Terrible. Terrible. Charles, Charles Barkley. Terrible. Terrible. I think that, um, you know, they were talking about we were, they weren't sure if we were actually going to be able to handle a game because we all play outdoors. And I think we handled it pretty, pretty damn good. Thank you very much. Um, I think, yeah, we did really good. I mean, especially in the just the snowy conditions that it didn't stop. Um, I want to pass the question on, though. Do you think that so, – uh, go back a little bit before I ask. I think that with the shake we need, I think maybe we could bring in some players. Not against the idea. Um, but, okay, so question, do you think – and correct me if I pronounce the name wrong, but uh, do you think that Casey Middlestad will come up? Middlestad? Um, Middlestad, sorry. No, you're no, you're good. Going to come up in terms of I mean, playing for the U.S. national team at the, at the Olympics? Yeah. Oh, obviously. Oh, my gosh. Casey Middlestad is like – I, I, I love this kid. I think he's going to do fantastic for us. And uh, if there's a no, possibility the Canes, if, we, if, we, if the Canes were able to get Case Millstat, holy crap, I'd jump for joy if we got Case Millstat on our team. <laughs> Does yes. he deserve to jump up to the national team? Heck, yeah, I do. We already have a better goaltender than Casey Millstat in our developmental system. That's Callum Booth. Wow. Cal Booth is phenomenal. And, and then we got Needles down there in AHL, too. 
And the so, Texans and, uh, actually won they actually won tonight, and, and by the way. Needle, uh, Needles picked up a 5-2 to two win tonight in Charlotte. Charlotte won against uh, their fans, Lehigh, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was Lehigh team that Valley. beat the Duke Blue Devils a couple years ago, Lehigh, yes. Oh, gracious. Yeah, I know. I can see that. Duke, okay, let's go Duke to more NHL. Talking about cool, crazy things in the NHL, Jeff Glass, you know, we, we – in the, our group chat, we we do a lot of pictures and stuff of all of our Canes gear and stuff and how we trade things left and right. And we've been talking about uh, George Alves a lot recently with some jerseys and stuff and how he played in. George. And now we have another goalie that took a long road to the NHL and Jeff Glass debuting for the Blackhawks last night, picking up the win. In overtime in a shootout, Jeff Glass, you know, 13 years in the NHL, finally getting his first start and making his NHL debut and picks up a win in a really tough game last night. Uh, how awesome is that? You know, I know we can't say we've never been in the NHL, but I know we've seen Alves come up and everything, and we've seen other players around the NHL as emergency backups be thrown into the game possibly sometimes. Uh, what? How great is that for the NHL to see a guy that spent 13 years playing hockey and finally breaking in at 33 years old, 34 years old, and finally getting his first win in the NHL? Zach? I think it's fantastic. I'm, I'm glad to see that someone who didn't give up on his dream and kept trying to do something and actually was able to give him the chance to get in and get a win for the for the Hawks, I think that's something that's really interesting to look at. I mean, hey, good for him for actually doing it. I mean, shoot, I'd give, <laughs> I'd give an arm and a leg just to be able to be part of an NHL team, even for one game. So I think that's just something that's fantastic. So, I mean, hey, congratulations to Glass for, you know, making his debut and getting his uh, W. I mean, that's awesome. I'm, I wish we had more stories like that, to be honest. I think that's great. Because you need to look at uh, uh, Simbolski, kind of like, Kind of butchered his name. He was a, he was a, a emergency goalie for Chicago last season when uh, Corey Crawford got sick, and they had to put Scott Darling in that. So I mean, I think that's awesome to see when you get you know. Even I think this year, I think someone from the Blues they brought a season ticket holder out of the stands to be a, to be an emergency goalie for about a period. I think that's great. I think that's awesome to see. I wish we would see more stuff like that. To be honest, I think that's great. Yeah, it's really fun, and let's let's uh, break down into some sadder news in the NHL. Not really, really necessarily sadder. Well, first off, shout out to you know, rest in peace, Johnny Boyer. I know we did a show and we didn't mention earlier, but the you know the Great Wall of Canada, basically, uh, Great Maple Leafs goaltender passed away a couple of days ago. Now, our thoughts go out to him and his family. He's a great goaltender, even though we. Kind of, I, I kind of crap on Toronto and the Maple Leafs a little bit. He's a great goaltender, but let's you know, get into sad news. Know? Injuries. Injuries when it comes to teams. And some big injuries have popped up in the last day. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's go over them a little bit and see how they will possibly affect your teams going forward. Probably the biggest injury right now to really talk about is Philip Forsberg. Going on the IR for the Predators with an upper body injury. No timetable for his return. You know, also Budai 
for the Lightning on IR, uh, a lower body injury in their left leg. Uh, I don't think Tampa Bay really has to worry with that situation. They got Vasilevsky and whoever they call it could be fine. They scored 35 goals a game anyways. And then the Flames, Michael Frolik, is week to week with a fractured jaw after a Brent Burns shot. But the main injury that's really sticking out from the last couple of days is the Philip Forsberg injury. And then Zach and Lauren, I'll get y'all's input on this. How do you think that affects the Predators? The Predators have been struggling of late, and it seems like since they played us, they've been struggling even more. They were already somewhat up and down coming into that game, and now they're losing one of their best players in Philip Forsberg, and they're getting sketchy defense, and their offense isn't producing as much. You know, is this uh, kind of a warning sign? You know, the Western Conference isn't as strong as the Eastern Conference, it seems, this year, as in teams being close together. So the Predators have a little bit of leeway there. But, you know, it's always a tight race in the Western Conference. Could If Philip Forsberg's out for a certain amount of time, Zach, do you think that could hurt the Predators' playoff chances? I actually think it, I think it will. I think that's something they really should worry about because – I mean, he's one of their top performers, and he's always someone who's been there year in and year out. So I think, yeah, it's going to affect them. Will it affect them overall in terms of whether they not make the playoffs? Maybe not, but, yeah, it will affect them to a certain extent. I think one of the main injuries that's going to hurt them a little bit is uh, Corey Crawford for the Hawks. He's actually he's back in the air for a second time and I think, I want to say two weeks or so. I mean, that's what it's something to look at, too, is just, for the fact that he's back on IR because I think he's living with an upper body injury as well. And, um, I mean, they're saying he could be back by New Year's Eve. I doubt it because he's missed the last like, two games. But in terms of Philip Forsberg, yeah, I think it's going to be a massive problem because if they don't get him back anytime soon, will I guess it will hurt their playoff chances? Maybe. Who knows? But, yeah, it's – Right now, the intermediate stages, yeah, it's going to be a problem if they don't have him back because he's one of the top performers here day in and day out. I, yeah. Lauren, your thoughts on uh, losing a top player like Philip Forsberg in Nashville? I, I don't think it'll necessarily com- completely take him out, but I definitely think they got some big shoes to fill if they are going to go for it because, I mean – he definitely, you know, raises the effectiveness of this line. I think, you know, I mean, it's definitely going to fall on, uh, you know, Ryan and Victor, who, you know, saying I mean, they're used to him on his side, and I think, you know, they're just definitely going to have to do some rearranging and figuring out they are going to go for it. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's a tough injury to have in a team yeah. like Pittsburgh. You know. I mean, uh, the Predators, you, you look at the moves that, you know, lost James Neal to Vegas in the draft. You know, they did bring in Turris, um with a crazy massive trade there that wound up Duchesne Lennon in Ottawa. And what a bad trade that was for Ottawa. Because Ottawa's been crap ever since they made that trade. And Duchesne has done nothing. Nothing at all for Ottawa. <clears throat> so, but that's pretty great. But you, I think that's going to be a key is seeing how their young guys in Nashville step up. And then, like Zach said, you know, his key injury 
would be Crawford, you know, going on the IR and Blackhawk land. Yeah, there. You look at the backups, and you're going. Uh, I don't know. You you really look at it. Nashville. I meant sorry. Chicago hasn't had a season that we're used to them having. You know, being that always at the top, they're struggling a little bit this season. But if you look at Crawford's stats, Crawford's you know top five in the league in just about every category. So to lose a guy like that, that's a pretty big loss. And but to have Glass come in, win a game, yeah, he probably didn't play great. But you know he's a guy that's never played in the NHL before, and it's a quite uh, step up, I imagine. And I'm pretty sure anybody else will say it that it's a quite a step up from the HL to the NHL. But you know to come in and get the win, being a reserve goalie, you know not really expecting to get starts. I have to go with that injury as. You know, it might change mind. That's a pretty big injury right there to really think about it. You know, if Crawford's out for an extended amount of time, you you have a Blackhawk that's already struggling, that's really going to put a damper in their playoff hopes. And with the Western Conference, it's already crazy this year, especially with Vegas just going out of their minds. Who would have thought Vegas would be like the most successful franchise in NHL history? Because they're they're doing it already. They're like the most successful franchise in NHL history. Yeah, I mean, he's already out for two games, but uh, I definitely see this being a longer two, you know, two-game thing. Longer than a two-game thing. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Zach, your thoughts here. Uh, You you know, I know you said uh, Crawford, uh, I wanted you to – go into a little bit more detail. I know you didn't go into too much there with Crawford, but your thoughts, so, you know, do you, th- do you think if Crawford's out for the same amount of time, I know you just said, you know, he's been on it before a couple weeks ago. This is the second time already. You know, if this is a recurring theme, do the Blackhawks miss out on the playoffs? Um, I think in terms of Crawford, yeah. I mean, because honestly, I'm actually um, – because I know we talked about – because I know, Lee, you said you're second team at the Rangers and everyone knows – and Lauren, the Red Wings, I'm actually a Blackhawks fan myself in terms of my second team. So I you bandwagoner. Wow. That's nice. That's, that's I mean, Ohio I'll, 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 now freaking Blackhawks. Oh. I'm, from, I'm from Ohio, man. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break, all right? I'm from Ohio. So, you know what? Hey, I have the Browns to deal with, so I need some winning in my life, Okay. Gosh, but <laughs> but yeah. If you if you look at the fact of how Crawford is, like he's been he's been that guy for the last you know. Everyone's like thinking that you know Crawford's really not that great. He's not one of those goalies that that will be lights out over here. But I mean, if you really look at it, he is. Yeah, you can see the defense helping a lot. He's got a really they've a really potent offense. But at the same time, it's like Crawford's the one who is top five in the league every year in almost every category. He's already got a couple of Stanley Cups with the team. And losing him and now having to deal with <clears throat> because they got Anton Forsberg from Columbus and he's hurt, they have no one to come up and help them. They brought Glass and I forget who else from Rockford. They had to bring up both their goals from Rockford just to cover Crawford and Forsberg. So – yeah, I think honestly it, it is a big dent 
in the core of the black box because Steve Burke hasn't really shown up very much this year. Duncan Keith hasn't really shown up very much this year. Patrick Kane has finally showed up. I don't know. He's been on a weird bounce. And, I mean, even Brandon Saad. Brandon Saad, who he lit the world on fire at the start of the season, he's completely just fallen off the face of the map. And I think that I think that trade that Columbus did to get rid of Panarin to bring Saad back was probably one of the stupidest moves they could have done because Panarin's killing it in Columbus. And I think, but going back to Crawford, Crawford is a big loss. And they're, I mean, they're already struggling just to try to get into a wild card spot. Losing Crawford, even for two or three games, if this thing goes on for a couple of weeks or he keeps getting injured this season, because the Hawks play Crawford a lot. It's, it's almost like it's almost like a Cam Ward situation where they, you'll see Cam Ward play 60-plus games a year. I mean, you see Crawford play 60-plus games a year. It's going to happen, and I think, it's, I think he's running with that same thing. So, yeah, if they lose him for multiple games, I think the playoffs are not going to be an option for the Blackhawks. I don't want to say it's not going to be, but the way they're projected right now and if Crawford's out, yeah, I think, I think there's a good chance that, he's not, that they're not going to make the playoffs this year. I, I, think yeah. I agree with you, I, I, but I think this is an opportunity for them to kind of show them what, show them what you got, you know. This is your chance. Yeah, and Glass showed up. I mean, he, you know, it's a guy that, you know, spent a long time wanting to break into the NHL and finally get his NHL debut and comes out with a win and more, you know, tears to him and now – We've got about uh, 45 minutes left in the show, somewhere around there. So we want to do something that we talked about in the pregame show, and we promised that we would do kind of. And I know we talked about it a little bit in our postgame show, I believe the last show, uh, and some in the pregame show as well about our predictions. You know, the season ended today. Well, now we're going to give our full predictions, and we're actually going to run down right now. If the season ended tonight with all the games done except the L.A. game, but that's not going to affect any of the standings and where they are right now. Um, but if it ended today, what would the matchups be? <clears throat> who will we see going through? And who will we see possibly matching up into the finals and who we you know, would see winning it all? So we'll start off in the Eastern Conference – We'll run down the matchups real quick, and then I'm going to give my winners and what I think about some of the matchups. Zach's going to give his winners, and then Lauren will give her winners, and we'll go discuss Eastern Conference, and we'll go to the Western Conference, and then we'll go on to the possible matchups afterwards because I know they recede and things can change and everything. But as of right now, this is what the matchups are. In the Eastern Conference, we've got Tampa Bay and New York Islanders, Boston, Versus the Mon- the Toronto Maple Leafs. We got the Rangers versus Washington, which is a great game. I would love to see that matchup. And then we've got the Devils versus the Blue Jackets in the Eastern Conference. So starting off with the Tampa Bay and Islanders, my rundown real quick. It's one and one at the series has one and one. We got one more game left in the season. You know, in that matchup, I would have to go Tampa Bay winning. Four to one. I think the Islanders might squeak out a game. Boston and Maple Leafs. And, you know, I think of Maple Leafs with their offensive power and their speed. Boston's getting old. They just 
aren't relying on their youth enough. They haven't developed their youth enough, in my opinion. Leafs goes over in that matchup. Rangers and Washington, probably the best matchup in the first round out of either two conferences, in my opinion. Uh, once we get to Western Conference, you'll see. But uh, it's, if it started tomorrow, Rangers-Washington, wow. Uh, two Rangers, one in a shootout. Uh, two games left in the season. Uh, so far, you know, if it continued on with the Rangers and Washington, I have to go with Rangers and seven. I think that'll be a hell of a matchup. But uh, Washington's playoff woes keep on keeping them down. And Devils, Blue Jackets tied one-one in the season series so far. Two more games. I have to go with the Blue Jackets in that series. I think the Blue Jackets just have a little bit too much more. The Devils, I don't think the Devils can keep up their pace of what they're doing right now. But, Zach, your opinion on the Eastern Conference Finals as they stand right now for the first round of the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, what are your opinions? Did we lose him? We may have lost him again. So, Lauren, we'll go to your opinions first. All right. No, sorry, I'm here. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm here. Okay. Sorry about that. Yeah, Zach's there. <laughs> Zach's there. Zach's there. Sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about okay. that. Um, but sorry, run down the um. So. Um. First round. So uh, the matchups right now, if the playoffs start tomorrow, will be Tampa mm-hmm. Bay, and New York Islanders, Bruins, Tampa. Leafs, Rangers, Bruins. Washington. And then Devils, Blue Jackets. Um, I have to say Tampa's going to win. Boston's going to win. Rangers are going to win. And uh, who was that last matchup? Devils and Blue Jackets. Uh, I'm actually going to go with a sleeper. I actually go Blue Jackets, the Devils, in the first round. I went with the Blue Jackets, too. So... Lauren, your your thoughts. Yeah. Lauren, let's get your thoughts on the first round of the Eastern Conference right now. Uh what are your thoughts on the matchups? As I said, who you think will advance out of those set of teams? Uh well, I'm not terribly different. I you know, I have Tampa at three to two. Um I have the Leafs uh five to two. I think they're they're doing really good this year. Um, as well as the Rangers, I've got the Rangers four to three against the Washington and um, the Devils. The Blue Jackets, I've got a uh, Blue Jackets winning by two, uh, the uh, one three to one. So I think I think they've do, been doing good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I think the only team that we all disagreed with was the. Uh, Zach, you're you're the only you're the lone man going out in Boston. There, uh, how do you feel about Boston? I mean, what do you see about Boston that can beat the young Leafs and their massive skating ability? My dog is barking. Sorry. Zach, you there? No, I'm here. Sorry about that. Um, oh, okay. No, I. I'm here. I think. In, 
Um, I think, honestly, the Bruins, and the last time the Bruins and the Leafs played against each other in the playoffs, Bruins came back, beat Toronto, because everyone thought Toronto had it in the bag. And everyone's loving Toronto right now. Yeah, they're doing something, but I honestly think that, you know, Boston is one of those teams that really sneaks up on Toronto a lot when they play each other. And I think Boston has a shot. I know right now they're going to be like, that's a crazy pick. Why would you, pick, why would you not pick Toronto? I think it's one of those sleeps because you know there's always that one team every year. If you look at Nashville, no one thought Nashville would go to the Stanley Cup Finals, and they did. There's always that one team that will sleep on you. that will make a run that no one would ever think would happen. So I think Boston's going to do it. I think Boston, excuse me, has, better, okay. has a better shot of knocking out Toronto. All right. Well, since you, since you were the only one that voted for Boston, you got outvoted. So your prediction is wrong. How <laughs> dare you? Yeah, how dare you? I'm, no, I'm a fan for you tonight. So that would I'm a set up, I, believe, I believe I could be wrong now. That would actually sit up in the Eastern Conference. You know, we're the Eastern Conference first, then we'll go to Western Conference. I uh, could be wrong, but that would set up with the reseedings and everything. I believe that would set up a Tampa Bay. Rangers series, and then uh, Columbus Blue Jackets Maple Leaf series. And that series, whoa! That's a good series right there. Both series. I I had to go with Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay's offense is just too good for Mr. GQ and the King Lundquist to handle. Um, And then the second series, whoo! That's a tough series, Blue Jackets and the Leafs. But I would have to go with the Blue Jackets setting up for a Tampa Bay-Columbus Eastern Conference Final. Zach, your your pick for those two games, what would you – out of those two, I know you got kind of vetoed in the Boston area, but uh, what would you see out of those two for um, what we've picked so far? I would say, well, if we have to go with those teams, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I you have to go with Columbus. I go Tampa Columbus. Tampa Columbus. Okay, Lauren, what would you go in those teams? Tampa, New York, Tampa versus New York, or and then Buffalo versus the Leafs. So we got. Buffalo? You know what? You mean Blue Jackets. Your vote don't even. Gosh, Josh. I'm. Gosh, Josh. I said you, Buffalo, you and I'm looking at. I'm looking at B. I, I'm sorry, I can't write. And I'm looking at notes, and my notes are scribbled throughout, like, other notes for, like, old shows. And I'm Gosh, man. reading notes That's... from old shows. Man, I know, I know, I know Keystone Light is, like, watered down beer, but come on, man. Show more dignity in class on this show. It's not the beer. <laughs> I, I just – I don't know how to write notes, like – on actual news sheets of paper, I will use paper until I can't write on it anymore. And I end up having notes. I have, like, if you look at a piece of paper that I'll write on, it looks like 18 different stories or something. It's like different, like, there'd be a math equation, then there'd be something with hockey, and then there'd be something with science. It'd be something that looks like you're writing a book. Yeah, you know, and can't read all my notes all the time, okay? If it makes you yeah, yeah, yeah. On my guy left with my notes. My monitor was off. I don't know. Y'all don't watch wrestling <laughs> enough to know. Body's brain heating this. Hey, if it makes Sorry. you feel 
better. My notes are on the grocery list pad off the bridge, okay? <laughs> there we go. So she might like she might say apple all of a sudden. You know? She I might know. be talking and just put apple in there. You know, I gotta get some apples. So, what? Yeah, that, 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 that'd be a can't fault me for that, Zach. Yeah, you, you I, I do what I want. Hey, show. hey, respect my authority. Hey, I like <laughs> it. Like, it's really cute. I'm, it's still in the winter holiday season. <laughs> Not <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! How did we get to this? This is. Uh, this is the greatest, this might go down as the greatest so far Rockin' the Carolinas ever. Because this is just, this is just the most fun I've ever had on the show. I have to say that, just talking hockey and having fun and saying stupid things sometimes. (laughs) I'm already lost in my notes. Y'all done got me messed up. I was reading my notes. Now y'all got me messed up. (laughs) Okay, but it's a series, it's between... Tampa and whoever we picked, and then Toronto and Yes, Jackets. okay, back to the You're East asking Conference. Warren who it would be. Yes, Warren. Tampa Bay Rangers, Blue Jackets, yes. Leaf. Blue Jackets, Leaf. Um, I'm still going with Tampa on the first one, but the Blue Jackets and the Leafs. I don't know. That's a tough. That's going to be. I don't know. That's okay. Well, it's okay because we already got two. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we got Blue Jackets there. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. I I think that would be a really tough matchup in the playoffs, definitely. So we got Tampa Bay and the Blue Jackets for the Eastern Conference Final. I think it's going to be a pretty much unanimous sweep here with Tampa Bay going through. Uh, Zach, Tampa Bay over. Columbus, what do you think? Columbus. Columbus is going to do it. No, I'm just – I'm joking. No, it's going to be Tampa. If you, if you go against Tampa, you got to be on drugs at this rate. I'm sorry. No one's going to beat them. Yeah, no. Well, Lauren, your thought on Tampa, Columbus? Yeah, I kind of agree. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I know that. So, now we – so now you have it here, rocking the Carolinas. We have came to a three-person mutual agreement on Tampa Bay will be your Eastern Conference representatives in the Stanley Cup. Now let's move on to Western Conference here. We got our matchups here. We'll go to the first round of matchups. I'll run them down. I'll get my predictions as well. Then we'll move on to Zach and then Lauren for first rounds to get our votes in. First round, we got Vegas versus Minnesota. I'm going with Vegas in that matchup. Vegas leads, uh, my bad, Wild lead the series 1-0 so far with two games left in the season. But I'm going to go with Vegas in that matchup. And then you got L.A. versus San Jose, a matchup that we've seen quite the past few years. Excuse me. Always been a good matchup. The Sharks lead the series 2-1 so far in the season with one game left. But if it ended... And that one game wouldn't matter, but I'd have to go with L.A. in that one. Then we got Nashville versus Dallas. Nashville has been struggling of late. So, uh, with the season in, do you think, uh, I don't know if they could uh, get that mojo back, but against Dallas, I think they'll be all right. 
Preds lead two to one. Dallas's only win was in a shootout so far this series, this season. I'm going to go with Nashville in that one, and then the final matchup would be the Jets versus the team we just faced tonight, the Blues. They're tied one one on the season, and I hate Paul Maurice, so I'm going to go with the Blues. Uh, so Zach, your thoughts on uh, the Western Conference and where they sit right now, and your picks if we had to pick it right now. Uh, let's see, Vegas, Golden Knights are going to win. Um, okay. I'm going with Dal- Dallas over Nashville. Oh, Dallas over Kings. Nashville. Mm-hmm. Kings over the Sharks. Okay. And Winnipeg over the Blues. You're picking Palmer so I can no longer be your friend. So that's what I'll <laughs> I do not like Paul Maurice, I, but okay. Okay. It's okay. I, I, it's well, the thing is, well, the thing is, because for me being a partial Blackhawks supporter, I hate the Blues. So is what it is. Yeah, but the Blues never do anything. It's Paul Maurice. You they, never know what. And they, and they, and they, and they, and they still want to There you go. He might do something great. <laughs> All right, Lauren, <laughs> okay. you got the deciding vote on a couple of matchups here. So think wisely. First, okay. So Vegas, Minnesota. You think who you think will win? Vegas or Minnesota? Me. Yes. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. Uh, I, I'm going with Vegas on that one. Can you hear me? Wait, you still there, bro? Uh, we might we might have lost Lee actually. Okay. No. <laughs> All right, hold on. I think to the technical difficulties. Lee, are you are you back or did you disappear on us? I'm back. I made fun of you. I, I hit the hang up oh. button. Yeah, I hit the hang up button. Lauren made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, Lauren. I'm blaming Lauren. No, I, no, I, I just hit – I was trying to look up something, and I hit the wrong button, and, yeah, I, I cut myself off. But, no, okay, so if you have to pick right now between Vegas and Minnesota, L.A. and San Jose, Nashville, Dallas, Jets and Blues, just if the playoffs ended right now in the Western Conference, just like we did in the Eastern Conference, right now we're both having Vegas and L.A. for both me yeah. and Zach. So you'd agree with those two? So yeah, I mean, even with your vote, it'll put the, the with us only being three, it'd put those two teams. But so now you got the deciding vote on two tough games and two tough series. You have Nashville and Dallas and Jets and Blues. Who do you think wins both of those series? I, I'm going with Nashville on the one game, and I have to say the Blues are pretty good too. Doing pretty. In the Blues. Okay. So that would be Vegas versus Blue, I believe, if I know my playoff seating right, and then L.A., Nashville. So. Well, that's unfortunate. I, I lose again. <laughs> Great. We I know, right? Game. So now you oh, have no. Vegas and the Blues. So this is this hypothetical, crazy situation, you know, the end of the day. And then this is going off my bad math of probably what is actually the realignment. I don't know. They've changed the rules in the playoffs so much and how they reseed teams and stuff like that. 
But I think this is the accurate reposition. I don't know. But you would have the Vegas versus Las Vegas Knights versus the Blues, and then LA versus uh, Nashville. So I would think I would have. Do I think the Vegas beat the Blues? I don't know. I think, uh, you know, if the Blues can stay healthy and Jake Allen keeps doing what he's doing, I'm going to have to go with the Blues in that one. I don't think Vegas has the. experience in the playoffs, but, you know, they may be that one team that they may be the first team ever to come in the league and win the cup because they're, the way they're playing right now, I don't know who can really beat them. They're just playing phenomenal. And the L.A. Nashville series, that might be the series to take all series in any kind of playoff, but that's going to be a hard-nosed fighting physical series. And I'm going to have to go with Nashville. You know, I like what Nashville did last year. And I think they can keep on going. You know, I love Quick in L.A., but I think Nashville just has the better pieces right now with Subban and Turris and then Pecorine. When he's on, he's on. So I've got the Blues and the Nashville going for the Western Conference Finals. Zach, what do you have? Completely opposite of you, bro. Vegas Golden Knights and L.A. Kings. <laughs> oh, Vegas and L.A. So, Lauren, you got the tiebreaker between both teams for uh, our little uh, impromptu playoff matchup here. So, uh, Lauren, who are you going with between Vegas and St. Louis and L.A. versus Nashville? Sorry, I'm here. I've got Vegas and Nashville. Sorry. She's got Vegas and Nashville. Wow. So that ends up wow. wow. So that ends up breaking what we would think. And so that ends up being in Vegas versus Nashville in the Western Conference final. Uh trip on the line uh for against Tampa Bay in the final. So, uh, Vegas between Nashville, since we're going off, since we're doing like little elimination vote style, I think this is pretty cool. Uh, between those two teams, I might have to go with Nashville. Zach, what are you thinking? Vegas. Yeah, Vegas, he's going Vegas. Vegas. You're going Vegas? Oh, my goodness. I'm getting out here, folks. Here on Rockin' the Carolinas, you've heard it first. I've got outvoted, and this is going to be a Tampa Bay versus the Vegas Knights, the first ever expansion team to make it to a cup final in probably any other championship. I don't think there's ever been an expansion team that made it to the championship the first year. And you may have it here. If, you know, if Vegas, if Vegas makes it, you're going to look back to this podcast and go, Zach and Lauren knew what they were talking about. <laughs> Vegas was it. Genius. So now we come to the biggest Genius. question of all. So we end up having Tampa Bay versus the Vegas Knights, the upstart expansion Vegas Knights in their first season, in their first Stanley Cup playoff against the unbeatable Terminator in the Tampa Bay. Lightning, 
I'm going to go with Tampa Bay in this one. I, I just don't think anybody beats Tampa Bay this year the way they're playing. Zach, your thoughts? Well, before I give a prediction, you have to think about it. You're talking with the number one and the number two teams in the league right now, and they're both leading their conferences in points. So I'm going with Tampa in seven. In How about that for a prediction? Game seven overtime winner, Stamkos with a blast. Lauren, your thoughts. My thoughts? Tampa Bay versus Vegas in the finals. Who do you have? Oh, I think I'm Vegas. I think that they've done awesome this year. I can't, I can't argue too much. <laughs> you heard it here first, people. Uh, I think I've, that's the first thing I've heard. I, was, you know, I haven't been to Vegas yet, so I haven't ran into any, many Vegas fans. But uh, you heard it here first. If, the, if Vegas wins – you're going to look back to this podcast and go, I should listen to Lauren and put money on Vegas because Vegas is going to win the Stanley Cup against Tampa Bay. But, you know, we're going, you know, sadly, you get outvoted. So we're going with Tampa Bay winning the Cup this year. So far, you know, we're probably going to have another show down the line, probably around the trade-in line where we do this again and give our updated predictions. But right now, it's kind of fun to do it. You know, we've been having fun on the show to give our predictions and who we think would be right now. So, right now, Lauren has Vegas. I have Tampa Bay. Zach has Tampa Bay. It's been a phenomenal show. I mean, we've been sitting here having a lot of fun, talking a lot of hockey. You know, it's sad that we didn't win tonight. Of course, we always won that win. But, you know, hey, we can't win every game. we got to learn from it. Darwin's got to learn from it. You know, Darwin didn't impress me tonight. I wish he really would, you know. I know Lauren thought he played well, but he didn't impress me. You know, the first goal, yeah, maybe he should say that maybe he shouldn't. Third goal, definitely him. But we should see Ward Tuesday. We'll have a pregame show here Tuesday. Probably be around either 530 or 6 for the pregame show here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll also have a post-game show for Tuesday's show as well. Um, I know I don't know about Thursday's game because I know I'm going to be kind of somewhat out of commission after Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, you know, I'm a big wrestling fan, so I'm getting up for the Japan show. So I'm going to be up most of the night anyways. But uh, we'll probably have a show for that as well. And we have a two-hour show coming up as well next week, hopefully. If we can get our guests lined up that we want to have on the show, not we're going to kind of postpone it a little bit. But it's been a pleasure talking great hockey with you. You know, Lauren coming back on the show, it's been a pleasure talking to you again. And you. Zach, as always, it's been fun. You know, we all we're always on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're doing a new thing here on Facebook as well. Do you hear us? here on Blog Talk Radio or iTunes, and you've got Facebook, go like our page. Once we get to 100 likes, we're raffling off and we're giving away a signed puck. You know, it's uh, just out the blue, you know, we're just going to pick a puck that we have extra from all the people here 
in rocking the Hurricanes, rocking the Carolinas. We're going to pick a puck that we have that's extra that we want to give to fans. And you know, all the support that y'all give us is why we want to do it. So go like our page on Facebook if you're hearing this on iTunes. You know, we're also on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. We're everywhere now. If you missed the show tonight, you can listen to it right after we get off the air. I mean, it's been great. You know, it's been a while since I ran a show, and uh, now I don't want to run shows anymore, Zach. So now you're back on oh. running shows. Oh, well, because it was I, fun while that I was, was one show. <laughs> that was just the most random show ever, and I'll admit that. That was a great show, but it was random, and I hope you fans like it and you know, feed, give us feedback. If we said something that made you mad, you can send hate mail to us, too. It's okay. Cool. We'll read it. You know, hey, if you didn't like one thing to say, we'd love to have your opinions on things. You know, if you if you didn't agree with us, come on the show. What part chat room. We have a chat room open all the time. Come on the show. Talk to us. But now, Zach, yeah, you have full reign again. <laughs> and, Lauren, hey, thank you I'm, for coming I'm so on the show. Excited. <laughs> I mean, it's been a pleasure, but yeah, definitely. Thank you, Lauren. I know you were, yeah, I've been feeling under the weather, but thank you for coming on the show tonight and toughing it out with us and picking up on some subjects I know you didn't quite know about, but it's wonderful talking to you again. I can make it work. And Zach, it's been wonderful as always, man. Oh, no, of course. We'll see us again here. Exactly. We'll see us again here Tuesday for a pregame show here on Rockin' the Carolinas on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes and soon to come to Google, whatever Android podcast services out there. I don't know what <laughs> Google, Google, Google Play, Google, Google something. I, I'm an I'm iPhone not kid. Working on it. Yeah, we're working on it. We'll get you out there. We also have some Great giveaways. You know, like I said, we got that. The first giveaway we're doing is 100 likes. Once we get 100 likes, if your name's in there and 100 likes, minus the Rockin' the Carolina crew, case we liked it from our own personal pages. You know, we're not eligible to win, but everybody else out there is eligible to win the signed puck. So get those likes in on Facebook. Check us out on iTunes. We're going there as well. We're going to be soon on Google Play. And until Tuesday, you know, let's pick ourselves up. You know, we took a tough loss tonight, but we're all right. We we probably have Cam Ward starting Tuesday. Let's pick ourselves up. We'll be back here on Blog Talk Radio. We're rocking the Carolinas on Tuesday for a pregame show. And uh, we're going to hopefully Cam Ward starts and we get back on our winning streak. But other than that, Thanks for being on the show, Lauren and Zach. It's a pleasure talking to you guys. You too. Yeah. Time. yeah, I know, of course. Yeah, I know, definitely for sure. And uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you for tuning into our end of year show, and hopefully everyone has a great uh, New Year's. We'll see you on Tuesday. Definitely. Happy New Year. All right, and have a good – until next time, fans. Let's go Canes.